Baseball, Ray. The Broncos cowboy up, and can Aaron Judge hit 60 homers? All on a Malik Willis bombing, Broncos country calming, football Friday edition of the program. Let's go, Alex. Oh, my goodness gracious. Who do you think you are? I am. That's right. What to do, baby? No, I'm not. I'm, I am just so sincere right now on a Football Friday edition of the program. 303-831-1340, the hotline, as well as the text line. Want to hear from you guys? Utilize it, okay? Um, That's kind of what we're known for. Well, besides style, sophistication, grace, elegance, cha-cha cheese, a little vino. Mwah. Nobody kind of quite does it like us. You know, I feel like Antonio Brown right now. You know, it's like the two greatest shows uh, in Denver in Denver radio right now is the Smile High Morning Show live right now. The second best show, podcasted versions of the Smile High Morning Show. Hey, yeah. Listen, Alex, they may hate me. But I love me some me. You feel like Jesus at Red Rocks. Is that what you're saying? Man, what a show that was, right? Uh, that that, was, Dave Matthews opened for him. That was when Dave was just coming up. That set was fire. And 311. It was 311 came out early. They're like, no, I'm mixed up. I don't know what to do. And then Dave was like, uh, he wakes up in the morning. And then uh, Jesus was like, I mean, I don't really know what Jesus plays. I'd have to ask Chuck Nasty because I think he used to you know, play with them back in the day. I'd have to ask F. Lewis, some of our older listeners. Back, back in their day. Hey, D.A. Burt, uh, you're a Jesus freak. No, I didn't mean that. Of course, I didn't mean that. To this day. <laughs> okay. So the joint practices yesterday with the Cowboys kicked their asses. You know, Russell Wilson and the offense looked great to the point where I think Coach Hackett, when you talked to him after, he was like very pleasantly surprised. Once they turned it on, put it all together, the Cowboys defense, which last year was a premier defense, right? All those players, Lawrence, Parsons, Diggs, others. <laughs> that's that's a nice defense. And Russ carved them yesterday. Look great. And then our defense, man, gave Dak and those guys. So if they don't have Amari Cooper anymore. And our guy, Michael Gallup, is hurt, right? Like you said yesterday. Um, But our defense, there was, there was like 10 fights yesterday. And they all happened their offense versus our defense. That's where all the fights were. 
on the other side, Russell, before the start of this thing, right, goes up to all the starters, all the, you know, all the starters on the Cowboys defense and shakes all of their hands. Dang, who does that kind of stuff? That's cute, man. Do you know who does that kind of stuff? One guy I can think of. Peyton. That's a Peyton Manning move. This guy is as close to Peyton as I think there is. In the polish. Maybe not in the presentation and the social media and all that kind of stuff. Let's ride. Bull fam. Let's ride. Bull fam. Let's ride. Mike Dub. Let's ride. Maybe at some point. But the Broncos looked great yesterday against the team that is a legit playoff contender and their fans probably think they're Super Bowl contenders. We're ready to go. And we have T-minus. Let's crunch those numbers real quick. Boop, beep, 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 beep. A month to the day until the start of the regular season, right? One month to the day? To One the stay! To the day. To the stay! <laughs> he's he's going to fight again. Day. Yeah, uh, Deontay. Deontay is going to fight at Barclays, some dude. Um, we saw him, my wife and I, at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn, knocks the Brazilian, Brazilian, uh, in the second round, some big dude, waited all night long, all the little fights, it was just like long waits, uh, it was cold in there, and finally, you know, it was all worth it. It was pretty cool. The heavyweight to champion. Yeah, it was the heavyweight championship of the world. It was, you know, I've never really been to an event like that, and I've been, we, you know, we've been to lots of things, so. Um, it was cool, and he's gonna go fart in Barclays again. It's not expensive to get in, and I don't know. I need I need another reason to go to New York. <laughs> I have to check the dates. Go see my boy go. Deontay. Throw well, down. Well, I want to go see the Mets. Yeah, you know, I I I've always kind of like the Mets. The Amazons. Yeah, I mean, it's like how you not like them when everyone loves the Yankees and so loves them the Yankees so much, and the Mets are just like that, you know. So, okay. It's 9.07 a.m. You can watch us now that we're back in studio at milehighsports.com. We got thousands and thousands of people who watch the show on the stream because milehighsports.com gets millions and millions of hits every month. So plus, we're super awesome, as we mentioned earlier in the show. Both fan. That's right. Turn up low. Both fan. That's right. <laughs> Both fan. Let's ride. Mike Dub. Both fam, let's ride. Both fam. Let's ride. Mike Dub. Let's ride. Ellis <laughs> Woo, though. I don't know why I like that so much. And I really hate Keenan Allen. That's Keenan Allen, right? It is Keenan Allen. Yeah, man. I, I like, you know, there's some guys you just dislike. He used to go at it with Chris Harris. Remember all those quotes? He'd, he'd go back and forth. Um, he was talking stuff after that game. He had like 18 yards on four catches. You might have to believe that to be great, but he thinks he's like one of the two or three or four best receivers in the league. And I think he's like one of the six or seven or eight, but not one, two, three, four. You know, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. All right. Um, so, yeah, like I was saying, watch us in the stream, 98.1 FM, 107.5 HD3 app. You should check our app out. Check this app. Nice app. Okay. So the Broncos looked great yesterday. Uh, again, till the point when you 
heard Coach Hackett, especially as now we're getting to know him a little bit, some of his mannerisms, maybe some of his, um, you know, the, the way he feels about the way the team is looking um, day in and day out, and it is like a day-to-day proposition. He was happy yesterday. I think he was pleasantly surprised. I think what we thought was going to go down was the more mature Further along in the process, Cowboys, we're going to come in here and, and, you know, as Chuck Nasty would say, wax our asses. But it was the opposite. Uh, lots of plays from Russ. Um, so what was kind of crazy was the Cowboys streamed this live and even had a couple guys calling color on the practice. So... That's something when we're out there with the Broncos, there's a point early where you can get guys doing the little warm ups. And then at some point, they'll tell everybody, put your phone down, no more phones. And they'll roll up to you. If it looks like you might be doing something on your phone, they'll be like, you're not on your phone doing videos, are you? And you're like, no, of course I'm not. I would never. No, I'm playing Candy Crush. Is that still a thing? Man. Yes, I'm playing. Yeah. I'm playing. I'm playing Pokemon Go. Just caught a. When you, you want to see my Squirtle? <laughs> Anyways, so yeah, we'll talk about uh, a little bit more in detail what happened yesterday. We will talk about the Field of Dreams game last night. As the Cubs score some early runs and just hang on to beat the Reds. The best part of the whole thing is probably at the beginning when. Ken Griffey Jr. comes out of the corn with his dad, Ken Sr., who is a really good ball player all on his own. And he says, hey, dad, you want to have a catch? I mean, he goes, hey, dad, I mean, there's, you, you want to have a catch? And so they had a catch, and it was kind of cool. I mean, his dad's an old man. Even Ken Griffey Jr. is looking a little bit gray. Uh, you know, it was bigger. I think, you know, I think it was big. I saw a picture too, too, when, it, when he had a bigger belly. He, pretty, he knew this was coming for a couple months, so he probably got that belly trimmed down a little bit. That's true. When I saw him at the All-Star game here he was, last year, he was, he was a little bigger than that. It was that. a beefcake, yeah. But let's set up a break. Come back. It's a Football Friday edition of the program. 303-831-1340, the hotline as well as the text line. We will read your texts. We want your interaction, your participation. You guys are the best. That's why I kind of weird the best show also. So let's get into it. And then, man, I'm Malik Willis for one. Oof, they're going to be, yeah, I'll tell you, if Tannehill's not fantastic, they're going to be wanting Malik Willis right quick and there's going to be a lot of teams. You don't think the Steelers are wishing they'd have taken Malik Willis instead of Kenny Pickett? I don't know. You know? No regrets. <laughs> oh man. you have any tats anywhere? No, I, I don't. I, I never liked tattoos really. You never liked them? Would you ever get one? I don't think I'd get any, get any ink on me, no. Would you lose a bat and get one? Not in a prominent spot? Probably not. What if it was like on your butt cheek and it was the bat? We're like totally wasted in Vegas and it's like we're at a big bat. That's still no. I always thought that was a little bit just too much. Too much? Too much for me. Okay. All right. 
we'll see what happens when we get there, all right? Let's just don't say no yet. Let's just see what happens when don't we get there. Don't rule it out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Don't close the door on the whole thing. Um, <laughs> Danny Williams, Matt tweets Danny on Twitter. Alex Becker's at A Becker Sports. He's the new guy. And again, with all new guys, there's a hazing process. There is a... Um, I'm a fun guy. <laughs> uh, we will then jump him in to the crew. Um, what do the homies do? Is that right? Yeah, the gang initiation. I gotta get jumped in. I'm sorry, uh, Alex. It happens. I'm gonna kick you a few times, but like, probably not try to hit kick you in the kidneys or nothing. Kick you like in the leg. Uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, Danny and Alex at Smiley Sports. The Smile High Morning Show with Danny Williams. Weekday mornings at 9. We are back and we have Cody Rourke here sitting with us in studio. Cody and I have been out at camp for the last few weeks. It's been fun. I kind of told him like, once you become an old guy like me, it's like you go through these phases of like, you appreciate it so much being there. It's like, wow, it's so cool when you're a young dude. And then you're like, oh, I've been to a lot of these. And it's like, oh, I might skip out early or show up late kind of stuff. But then as you get a little bit older again, like me, it's like you really appreciate the opportunity to be out there because there's like millions of dudes who would kill to just have that chance to do what we kind of do. So once you're out there, you got to do a good job. And I was kind of telling everybody that you and Zach and, you know, a few other guys maybe around town, except for that one guy who sent that one tweet, um, <laughs> um, are like the future of the game. So how are you, buddy? I'm good, man. You know, hey, it's great to open up with some Foo Fighters. Yes, on, uh, on of course. Show. Always a great listen in the morning. But uh, no, I mean, it was great. Uh, good training job. Camp, training camp was a grind. Did a good job. Days, man, I appreciate that. Uh, getting there, trying to be the first one there. You mm-hmm. know. Hard to beat out of Vic and Moj and those guys, but uh, you were there the first first there, last to leave usually. No, you were um, you were there early every single day, and um, you know that's that stuff matters. That stuff stands out. That stuff counts. It does. My my skin hates me right now because I have if you know I have a tan. My hand is completely Hmm. tan, and then you have yeah, you know the little watch. Yeah, but the ladies think you've been putting work in like that. You look like you spent a lot of money at the tanning booth for that, though. Also, you look kind of bronze. You look almost like people would be like, are you are you Greek or what is the what are you doing here? Where are you? You know, very disproportionate. If you look at like after my neck, it's pretty it's not good. I don't think I could be seen out in public without a shirt on. So my takeaway from camp and what I've kind of been saying for the last week or maybe even more Sticking up for the Broncos and Coach Hackett, as I'm hearing everyone saying how this, it wasn't, you know, they weren't getting enough work. It wasn't a tough enough camp um, to new age for some people. And what I said, and then that translated for some people, I don't know how it didn't correlate to a lot of people saying, well, Russ hardly shined and it was late in practice or late into the practices and into camp to where he really looked like he was just kind of had one of those dominant days. I've seen a million of these things. Back in the day, for one, we talked about all the, the seven on seven stuff and all the things they they're not doing anymore. And this whole camp was at like a half speed of, you know, of a factor as opposed to any other camp ever. So with that is all is not those 
straight up scrimmages for half of the camp where the crowd's just ooing and aahing at all those plays. So was there less of that stuff from previous years? Yeah, but like all these old guys who have been doing this stuff for all these years with, how could they not have acknowledged that instead taking it out on Coach Hackett and, and Russ like they weren't good enough and they weren't doing enough? Well, I can tell you this, you know, the people that are peddling those narratives only attended practice maybe three, four total days oh, out of the 14, oh, you know, so oh, perspective. You got it, Alex, ready? I keep oh, track. Oh, like, oh, like, damn, that's what it is, ready? Oh, oh yeah, that's right. Oh. Yeah, yes. <laughs> and so for me, you know, the practices when they're wearing the pads have been very physical. And, you know, I, I like the idea of a jog through because they're getting more reps on air where they can work on their landmarks as receivers. You know, how, how are they going to attack a too high look yeah, it's... with this route out of this concept? But also at the same point, too, a, a lot of people are freaking out coming into the training camp scrimmage against the Cowboys yesterday thinking, <laughs> well, oh, geez, I'm worried about the Broncos' offensive line. Mm -hmm. Well, when the Broncos' defensive line, which looks really, really good, by yeah, the way. Yeah, does look really good. Garrett Bull said it. You know, these guys, they know our plays. They know our slide protection calls when we're at the line of scrimmage. We say something, they automatically know what it is. So once you get used to that, you know, it, of course they're going to have a little bit of an advantage. Yeah. But they did pretty good against the Cowboys, Micah Parsons, Lawrence, and those guys. And also on the other side of things. Really, really defense, good defense with a lot of big-time players on it. Absolutely. Guys flying around. The Broncos' offensive line did a really good job against the Cowboys' defense yesterday. Russ had a really clean pocket, was able to stand in the middle of the pocket, deliver throws. I mean, there was a time where they ran five plays. He threw three touchdowns on five plays. That's how efficient Russ was yesterday. Oh, and you know what? He killed two narratives that a lot of people have been peddling about. He doesn't use tight ends. He doesn't attack the middle of the field. He did both of that consistently yesterday with a clean pocket. Now, on the other side, I think the Broncos' defensive front seven is legitimately good because they absolutely bullied the Cowboys' offensive line yesterday, and it wasn't close. Like, Dak Prescott probably would have been injured at some point in games. He took, in a real game situation, he would have took multiple shot, uh, shots and he would have been sacked well over six plus times. So, <clears throat> yesterday, um, we said how on one side of the field, Russell Wilson goes all, up to all the defensive starters and shakes all their hands. And in the other side of the field, there's a fight every single play. <laughs> so, I mean, what was, you know, was it just... I don't know what what happened there because I I, don't, I can't really recall too many fights or too many skirmishes maybe between the uh, our offense and their defense. But what was going on on the other side of the field? I think Denver has some dogs on defense because there was some after a play. You know, a Cowboys player would shove, do some extracurricular stuff. I don't think these guys play that. Yeah, I don't think that they do. I mean, guys try going after Malik Reed. Draymond Jones got in the mix a little bit. Mm -hmm. He looked unbelievable. Yesterday. Randy Gregory was on the sideline in, on Gregory, a, in, a, he been, in a dry fit shirt out there talking stuff. He might have been contributing to a little bit of the I think he did, too. There, but, I couldn't tell if he was really talking shizzle oh, he was. or if it he was, was with this, you know, if it was like with the with the half a smile on his face oh, or just pushing buttons. He's a button pusher. I could tell there were a lot of guys that he has a lot of love for on that defense. But there were some guys that apparently uh -huh. after he had left the Dallas Cowboys after he initially spurned their offer to go to Denver. Yeah, there were some guys in that team that had some words to say to him. So he was kind of readdressing that, bringing that back up. So, yeah. On it with was, Cody Roar. Cody, like, give me a little rundown, like the Twitter handle, where we can find your stuff, the pod, all that kind of stuff Absolutely. real quick. Absolutely. Uh, on Twitter, at Cody Rourke NFL, do the Lockdown Broncos podcast every single day, all year long, plus all the written content, milehighsports.com. Uh, a lot of great stuff. I mean, we're going through, we're breaking things down. Tomorrow is the Broncos' first preseason game, so you can check out all the written word, milehighsports.com, all the recap. Okay. 
Um, so moving forward now, there's a, we're a month to the day, right? Do, do our De- De- Deontay drop real quick for us. A month to the day um, until the first pre- for the first regular season game. To this day! Against the Seahawks. I mean, it's like the NFL, how brilliant are these guys? You know what I mean? Um, every week in the NFL, is almost it's almost kind of like college football now where every week like just matters so much now. Um, and every week is so good. But um, they looked close to ready yesterday. And now we get a whole month uh, of putting polish on it. So maybe part of Coach Hackett's plan is to to ramp it up, is to ramp it up and not burn these guys and tax these guys too early because there's a 17 games now in this long season. And the healthiest team, it's been proven, the healthiest teams are, are usually the last standing survivors. And we know that very well here with 2015. Yeah. So are are they ready? And are they going to – has your 10-7 and 7 prediction changed at all? Do you want to bump it up to 11? Uh, yeah. You know what? Why let's do it, it together. Well. Let's, yeah. do, let's do 11 wins. Let's do 11 let's wins. Let's bump it up one notch there. Sure. You know, but here's hey, the- Team Black Shirt, let's go. <laughs> one of the things I think that needs to be taken into consideration too, I mean, they, and they've been – Nathaniel Hackett's been on this ever since – it's easy. He says, you know, it's not about just playing your best football in September. Mm-hmm. It's about playing it in December and being healthy, guys being available in December. Uh, and so some guys that have had some injuries, they're, they're they're providing a little bit of what we call, you know, load management at this point, maintenance. But here's something interesting, Danny. Okay, After practice, Nathaniel Hackett hands out a form to every single one of his players. They have it in their locker. And they must, every single day, after practice, any kind of activity, they must choose two active recoveries that they must participate in, whether it's active release therapy, whether it's massage therapy, whether it's the cold tubs, cryotherapy. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Yes. So there's some guys who might pass on that kind of treatment, and he's demanding the treatment? Uh, No, I don't think that there's guys Or is it guys who are doing some things they're not normally doing to try to get their bodies right? So it's not necessarily that. It's he wants them to, and he's saying, hey, if in order for us to be healthy the entire year, Let's invest in active recovery, which not, you know, previously it was left up to the players to decide whether or not they wanted to do it. Yeah. Hackett's making it incentivized that they do it, and players are loving it. Like, I've, I've talked to multiple players, and they said, you know what, this is actually a really cool mix because we get out of practice, we don't have to rush straight into another meeting, we can go recover for what, about an hour, two hours, and then we come back for meetings. What are my options again? Active release therapy. Okay. Massage therapy. Uh, the cold tub, obviously, great. Um, hot tub, mm. as well as um, what's it called? Cryotherapy. What's that? So it's like the cryo chamber. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. That's Antonio right. Brown. And the first one is what? Off. The first one is active release therapy. Which is what? So, like a, some kind of massage? So basically, what it's doing is it's realigning your body. Okay. What you have going on and, and making sure you're in alignment because when you move, when you sleep at night, your body gets out of alignment. Like if you have a neck, like if you have a kink in your neck, it could yeah. be related to your ribs completely. Mm. So it's making sure that you're releasing everything. Your muscles are, are having that release in them to where you're not tense. Here's what free up a little. Bit. I'm gonna. I need to know what your guys' two are that you would pick. But I'm gonna do a third. But my one is just gonna be. Uh, for one, I want the good massage. Can't pass on that. Uh, then I'm gonna get in the cold tub, but not for long. Get me out of there. I'm gonna get in the hot tub. Ten? I was thinking like three, two or three minutes. No. Ten's perfect. I might be in the middle, like at six or seven minutes. You get all that it, blood flowing throughout your body. It, can I get in a hot tub after that? Yeah, absolutely. All right. What about you, Alex? What are you doing here? Uh, I'd go cryo, cryotherapy for wow. one. Wow. And probably massage for the other one. Okay. 
I would do active release therapy. I do that. My good friend Mario Vitanzi does yeah. that for me anyways. Every time I go see him, takes good care Mario. of me. Mario. There's that. And then I would do, um, I'll do the cold tub. Okay. Those would be my two. Uh, Cody Rourke, thanks, bro. You do a really good job with all the things that you do. Keep it up. Keep grinding. Thanks, my man. Appreciate it. Sure. Uh, we'll go to break. We'll come back. Maybe change gears just a little bit. Uh, there's so much stuff kind of still to talk about from what happened inside of that practice yesterday. Um, you know, I think the goal number one for me always, and it sounds kind of boring, is come out healthy. You don't want to lose any players. And um, I think everybody in Broncos country now can, I don't know, man. The confidence is building up. And now it's like, you know, you know it's tangible. Until like, there's going to be some people who, until the Broncos go out there and start winning, until they're 3-0, until Russell has, you know, seven touchdowns in the first three games or something like that, really aren't going to believe it until they see it. I'm feeling it, man. It's happening. This team is got the right guy, the right coach. It's, you know, the stars are aligning for this franchise with the timing of the ownership. And, you know, we'll get to know this new team president. Um, it's exciting time to be a Broncos fan. It's all good, man. Let's ride. Bull fam. Let's ride. Mike Dub. All right. Let's go to break. My smile sports. The Smile High Morning Show with Danny Williams. Weekday mornings at 9. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. She was more like a beauty queen from a movie scene. I said, don't mind, but do you Damn. mean I Kind of a weirdo, but man, can this guy jam? No one's ever really jammed like Michael has ever no. jammed. Yeah. I got a new fresh one I want you to play. Um, Hit me with it. Coming back in the next segment, or maybe in the second hour. It might be a second hour banger, but it's a new one that's got all the people we like in it. Three people we like, and it's just, it's hitting right now. I can't get out of my head this song. Certified banger? Certified banger, no doubt about it. 9.33 a.m. in the Mile High City. We're live from the studio. We're back into the studio here. Uh, recapping what happened with the Broncos and the Cowboys. It was great. I mean, uh, probably an A performance across the board. A pluses are kind of hard to, uh, you know, not, not really throwing A pluses around there, but uh, A minuses would probably be sliding these dudes collectively. It was great. They looked really good. I, I Everybody thought the Cowboys were going to come, come in at a certain intensity level because they... May have been working harder at their camp and, you know, the Broncos were supposed to have been maybe behind uh, where the Cowboys were at at this point. Not at all. Broncos look great. I like what Cody said about, you know, the Cowboys were getting a little ticky tacky, you know, uh, extra handsy stuff, uh, a little bit extra stuff after the whistle. And the Broncos just don't want to play that kind of nonsense. And there's the two maturity. There's a toughness factor there. It's a homie don't play that factor to there to that. And then it's like we're just a mature kind of let's just take care of our business kind of stuff. It's what's hard enough. You don't make it harder kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, it was good. It was all good. So, um, 
There's a little bit of preseason football on last night. Did you have a chance to see any of those games? I didn't watch it. Um, I was following. Did the did the Ravens win again? They're like on a 22 game winning streak in the preseason. I believe they I did. I think it was 20 or 21. Okay. Um, Let's see. I think they made it 22. Yeah, they did. Wait, did they? Yeah, I think they did. Well, I guess we'll never know. I'll look. But uh, Malik Willis looked like a total stud. Oh, they won convincingly. 23 to 10. How can I know? We should have put a little taste on that. Why don't I put a little taste on that? Yeah, it was three and a half was the line before. It was? Three and a half, yeah, Ravens. I kind of thought, so I looked at it. I just lost all my money already. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Okay. So, Aaron Judge has how many home runs? For one... I made a case over the last maybe a couple weeks ago and maybe even a couple weeks before that, that Otani should be the MVP almost no matter what because nobody does what he does and no one's ever been able to do what he does. Where, you know, I, I you know, I put a, a brilliant little segment together, noted that I bet you there's. 10, 12, 15, 20 other guys in the world who might be capable of it. But in this specialized era of professional sports and, you know, Major League Baseball, it's it, it would never happen. That's why Otani's such a phenom and such a freak. And he's doing it at the highest level. He's an incredible pitcher. He's as good a hitter as any guy that we got. Okay, He's that kind of hitter with that kind of power. But Aaron Judge is right now having a season for the ages. He has 45 home runs. Uh, can you find uh look at the Yankees record right now. He has 45 home runs. He's hitting 304. So he's not like hitting 260 and just bombing home runs. And that's all he's trying to do when he gets, you know, up to bat. He has, uh, let's see here. He's got 100 RBI already. He's got 99 RBI already. And let's see here. Through how many games? Through 108 games. I got it. Through 108 games. So they play 162 games. He has 54 more games. Okay? He has 54 more games to try to get to 60 home runs. But, well, Alex. Well, now. It looks like I'm about to let the cat out of the bag. Yeah! I think Judge has a chance to hit 70 home runs. 70? Yes. Think he's got 25 more in him? I think he has a chance to. That's an every other game rate. Um, He has... 45 through 108 games, right? Um, I'm not a numbers guy, but that doesn't seem to add up. Not a, not, not a numbers guy, but that doesn't seem to add up. Actually, I just wanted to use the drop. It does seem to add up, actually. Numbers will be close. If he goes on like some kind of torrid pace, the Yankees have run away with this thing, okay? So there's not the pressure of timely hitting necessarily, 
there's, you know, Aaron, Aaron Judge could go up there and kind of lock and load and let's just go, let's bomb. Again, to get to 70 is a big number. He definitely, don't you think Alex could hit 20 more home runs this season? I think he could easily get to 65. In and- 54 games, he can hit 20 more home runs. Yeah, especially, I mean, at the pace he's hitting. That's at. 65, so who's to say he don't have a couple multi-homer games in there? 70 home runs, man, it's just like, it ain't easy to do. Like, go watch a major league pitcher, like, closely. If you watch a major league pitcher throw a ball, like, to the catcher, watch sports on one night. Aren't you, like, amazed that guys can hit pitches? <laughs> you know what I mean? Every pitcher is so different, quirky, unique, got a little snot on it. Hey, Crisco, Bardal, Vagisil. I mean, it's like all a little, it's like, it's how do these guys even hit? And the great ones, man, it just, it blows me away. And of game where it's just like, it's all, we're just all guys, all dudes. Like how is Max Scherzer so great? You know, it's just like the greatness of a guy as composed, as opposed to like a guy, the next guy, a teammate who also throws the, as hard as him. Who is, you know, might even have more measurables, but he's just not great like Scherzer. You know, it's like every, we all bleed the same blood and like are kind of built the same. Some guys are, you know, a little bit different, a little stronger, a little shorter, a little taller, whatever. But for some guys, it just blows me away. Some guys are so incredibly special. You know what I mean? It sounds so simple and kind of dumb, but it's it's amazing kind of stuff. So I'd like Aaron Judge to go try to contest for 70. If he gets to 65, that's a pretty big number. So I was watching the Rockies broadcast the other day, and Spilly was saying if he passes 61, that would be pretty much the record. So he's not even counting Sosa, McGuire, and Bonds into that. Who said that? Spilly said that. He's like, as far as I'm concerned, if he hits 62, that's the single-season home run record um, because the other ones were uh, aided. Yeah, but in that era, era, Era. (laughs) the pitchers were juiced too. Yeah. There's been half as... Half the guys who have been busted for performance enhancers in baseball since we started testing have been pitchers. I'd maybe, maybe it's 55, 45. I'm not really sure. It might be right, right down the middle. But I mean, I'm not saying, I am saying that it's almost got to even the playing field a little bit. Got to even the playing field a little bit. So it's what it is. It's like, it's the, you have to take that era, era, era for like what it was. And, and acknowledge it. I mean, back in the, the NFL in the 30s and 40s, we always said, I mean, they didn't have no helmets. Then they put a catcher's mitt on the guy's head. And then they started throwing the ball forward. And then they started, I mean, it's like, do we, is that a different women? I mean, we keep the same stats from Chuck Bednarik and Gail Sarich as we do with Barry Sanders and, you know, Derrick Henry. So it's different, you know, brands and eras. <gasps> Era of 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 sports. So sorry, Spilly, bro. You should have juiced up yourself. Maybe you hit a few more dingers. And nobody's hit sixty since two thousand one. Since Bonds hit seventy three that year. Really? So judge this year. That Damn, would I be remember um, Ryan Howard had fifty eight one year. I think at fifty eight, uh, Stanton hit fifty nine a couple years ago. Yeah, that's right, Giancarlo. Okay. Let's go to break. 303-831-1340, the hotline as well as the text line. Thanks for being with us on a Football Friday edition of the program. We got a lot to talk about. We'll catch up with the text on the other side. Hit us up. Smiley Sports. Gone and close.
The Smile High Morning Show with Danny Williams. Weekday mornings at 9. Oh, yeah. Not only did Alex find a great 90s playlist, he found what? The greatest 90s playlist ever. Forever. Forever. And it's got all the hits we love on it, including this little number. This is tonic, right? Turn it up. I got just a jam for a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm just going to rock it. Okay. Then you got your manipulations. Only cut you down to size. Who sounds like this? Let's go. This is better than rock of today. This is, this is equal. You can't compare this to any kind of rock today. Because rock today is the fact the comp of this would be like, Mama said, you know what I mean? Mama said, look at it. It's like, that's, is that what the version of what this kind of stuff would be today or what? Yeah, this is, this is real alternative music. You don't have this genre. I don't think This genre doesn't exist anymore. Is that what it is? It hasn't changed into something else. It just doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, the songs are just different. It doesn't fit this alternative genre. I think you just... I was trying to find a comp, and there is no comp. It just is what it is. I think you hit it on the head there, Alex. Pretty good stuff. That's why he's here. That's why I asked for him. He's got a very sophisticated palate. Just that I'm a winner. (laughs) Okay, so thanks for rolling with us. 303-831-1340. Let me know when you got some text that you like, and we'll get a few of those in there from the homeboys. Um, Shout out to... Coyote Motorsports, 58th and I-25, Brian Root. I mean, these guys, they're, they've been the, they're an institution. They're the guys, you when you're thinking you want some kind of ATV, some kind of, I don't know, man, sports utility thing that can go off-road and do crazy stuff like you see on the, uh, you know, some of these channels, so like the guy who's the, the noodler, you know, has one of those, like a, uh, um, swamp people. If you're a swamp person, definitely go to Coyote Motorsports. But if you're just a dude looking for a fresh new bike, too, or Big Harley, got some of those too. Those CM Moto bikes they have, these brand new, beautiful CM Moto bikes that are like $5,000, brand spanking new. It's like the $10,000 value of a bike into its comps. Can't beat it. Can't wait. Uh, it's like, just check these guys out. They're the best. I've had a relationship with Coyote Motorsports for a, a decade for lots of different reasons. And uh, mainly because they're the best and because Brian Root is a really, really good dude um, and his team there. So go check them out. Coyote Motorsports. Love those guys. Okay. What are you going to say, Alex? Oh, just going to go out to the text line sure. here real quick. F. Lewis chiming in. Um as per usual, he says, Jesus at Red Rocks was fire. Most of the apostles were there, and the special effects were beyond belief. <laughs> Unfortunately, after he left the stage, it seemed like three days until the encore. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Who is that? 
That was F. Lewis. What a ledge. And then uh, he got one more in. Uh, he said, one amazing part of hitting Major League Pitching is you have to make a swing decision soon after the ball leaves the pitcher's hand. If you wait until the ball is close to you, it's too late to swing. Well, go look in slow motion. When, like I try to tell our guys that, some like our nine-year-olds, they can't wrap their head around it, even though us coaches think they can. It's like the load. You got to be fearless. It's like the load. You're loading as that arm is coming through. Load. Stand there, and you know some of our boys can, some of our guys can really hit. You know what I mean. And but they're standoffish or all armsy because they're not kind of you know they're half stepping out, mentally stepping out, while realizing also, hey, this is a good pitch. I can hit this pitch. Therefore, all arms. Therefore, the ball kind of goes. You know, grounders hit into the infield, which a nine-year-old sometimes those are hits, but also we have boys too now just figuring it out. Like, I mean, one of our guys like Chase was just bombing the ball, like bombing, like just really has kind of had it figured out. And when I pitch the, to them, I'll, I'll throw pretty hard. I'm throwing hard. That's why I got hit in the freaking leg by Eli yesterday or two days ago. You throw on BP? Uh, yeah, I'll do for our guys, you know, because I'm mean, like, we have a dad, like we have a couple dads, one dad, Dan Meyer, who's like one of our best, he played like a super high level of ball. I mean, he was drafted, all that kind of stuff. Um, but he's a lefty. And uh, that's it. So I just throw to these guys. I'll throw like 200 pitches in practice. Tons, tons, tons. You ever hit any kids? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then one or two, it's like it's weird. It's always like just the same one or two or three. But it's like with my throw, I'm trying to either like back them up to the play, like back up, come bring, come up to the play a little bit. And in the process, it's like... I'll hit you sometimes, but rare. It's rare. There's only one or two like Cade will like hold it against me. I'm like Cade, get up to the play. You're acting like you got hit before. You haven't got hit this season. He'll be like, yes, sir, coach. In practice, the sixth practice at 5:45 p.m. You hit me. You know, like he knows to like the members the moment. So you have to understand like that's the shell shockness that a kid kind of has. And it's like I don't know. It's I never drilled a kid in the head. You know, I might have got a guy in the butt or the little back. Usually it's kind of a little lower body, but, you know, you got to kind of protect yourself. And if you're in there ready to go, you can not be hit by me. You got to gotta mix in some curveballs there, too. Little, Batting practice curveballs are always fun. A little circle change. Because they're just not looking for it. Why? <laughs> like I said, I told Eli on uh, Wednesday and pull a little hot sock. I was trying to strike him out. And he was like, the last hit we'll do, I'll throw like 20 pitches, 25 pitches, and the last one is in play. You run. You know, if he hits it, we play the ball out, you know, plays out first. And then we just kind of keep going and going and going. But that last one, I had two, two fouls on him. I'm like, I'm about to strike him out. You guys ready to go? Let's go. I'm trying to pull a hot sauce on it for Eli. And I threw it right down the middle. He hit it right back at me. I, I've never been hit like this. Jumped up, hit me right like in the shin. Boom. It's like, oh, it hurts right now. But Don't I'm rub it. Guy. Don't rub it? Don't rub it. Really? Why? I want to. Uh, just rub <laughs> some dirt on it, I guess they yeah, would say. Okay. But uh, I kept pitching. I didn't come out of the game. Um, okay. Where were we? What was the point of that? Well, at the beginning. Anything? Uh, we, we were, it came from F. Lewis's text about oh, yeah, yeah, you yeah. only have like three tenths of a second to yes. decide whether call, to swing or call, not. Good call. It's hard for it to get the but um, like JJ, it's, <laughs> it's weird because like JJ's watching baseball all the time. He's why well, he's been glued to the TV. We have a little TV in the corner of the kitchen that's always on for a little background noise and things like that throughout the house for the dog and the kids in the night. It's most of the time it has um, ESPN on. 
So it's Little League World Series has been on like eleven year olds yesterday we're watching. And you know, eleven year olds just a slight big bigger than a nine year old. there's a little gap. So JJ was just watching these boys who was into it. But then we have some boys who it's like they play on the team, they don't watch any baseball. They've like hardly watched any Rockies and they play and they love it. But it's weird. It's like that. But like, here's a weird one too. There's guys out there who um this sounds weird. So like all seasons a client, right? Um, like Mike's, you know, stadium sports cards. I've known that guy forever. There's people who collect football cards. They'll go in there and buy five, four hundred dollar packs of car, you know, boxes of cards. They don't really watch football. It's weird. They're it's just a, card collectors. They're card collectors. It's like part of being in it for the hobby. Part of it is the chase. You know, they're chasing rookie autographs and things like that. But you know, they've not never watched a full game in their lives. It's gets wild. That's just that's you get that kind of stuff. So I don't know if that's a perfect correlation or comp, but so it's like they don't even know who the cards, about. the players of the cards. If they don't, they watch know it. who's hot. You know, they you know it's like they kind of know who's the hot players, but they're not watching the hot players in the field. It's weird. It's a, it's a, it's a weird kind of aspect to some people who are in that hobby, which is now like a very adult hobby. You know, it's not a kid's hobby anymore, but. Uh, we could set up a break now. That's the first hour. It's been a good one. It's been pretty fun here. Uh, Alex is doing a good job for us. His music selections are pretty good today, um, especially now that he find that ultimate '90s playlist. <laughs> Let's see what we got here. Who's this here? Better than Urza? Ezra? You know this one? Ezra? Yeah, that's just it's too late to change it. Yeah, let's, let's uh, just fade it let's out. Scratch yeah, this one. let's scratch this one. And then I'm going to mention a couple things like uh, the stream at milehighsports.com. Um, go listen to us or watch the show on the stream. The It's like the Twitch, uh, Twitch stream there. The quality um, is super awesome. The audio quality is really, really awesome. A lot of people do that. Uh, 98.1 FM, 107.5 HD3. Let's see here. Let's try it again. Yes, that's garbage is that garbage oh, no no that's it's a weird name oh it's wait it's courtney like... loves band it's hold on don't tell me i'm gonna get it it's um Duh. one word i give up whole ah damn the weird one careful with that kind of talk on the radio um, Danny Williams, Alex Becker's producing the product. Back on the other side, it's Molly Sports. My name is Neville.